Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about how Brian and I are actually processing this pandemic. And then we're going to be joined by some friends from Christians Against Poverty. You're listening to The Common Good. everyone welcome to the common good what a crazy week and a half it's been before we get into all of that if you want to you can find us on facebook the common good radio show that's where we post all of our articles we post articles that sometimes we don't get to but if you want to weigh in in there or send us a message with any suggestions any ideas any topics or articles that you're grappling with our goal is sort of the, the nature of the name common even is for this to be a common space for us to kind of share and dialogue and have a conversation about the world that we live in. And uh, Facebook's where you can do that. You can also go to 1160hope.com slash the common good or wherever it is you get your podcast. I know a lot of people are finding themselves with a lot more free time than they previously had. So if you're interested in a podcast or sharing a podcast with a friend, uh, that would help a whole lot. You can also subscribe, rate, review. All of those things do magically help us. And it is kind of unprecedented, not kind of, completely unprecedented. Completely, yeah, yeah. And every day feels different than the last. And I'm I'm curious, Brian, as we come to today, where's your head at? Where's your heart at? What are you grappling with? How are you feeling? Yeah, it, like has been the case with the other days, just kind of all over the place, you know, and it, a lot of it has to do with when I watch the news. Uh, so yesterday, uh, we talked a lot about just how it felt really strange and almost uh, Lord of the Flies-ish that there was this conversation going on about uh, the economy and, you know, human life. And it, and it was just getting me, it honestly was making me so mad. After our show, I talked to my parents and, and I like felt like, oh, I just kind of went off. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it felt kind of good. But then, you know, uh, on the other side, you know, doing a Zoom call with our staff. And then last night I did a Zoom call with our elders and trading emails with lots of people from the church kind of really uh, inspires me and encourages me. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of back and forth. I'm trying to do a little bit less Twitter, a little bit less news. Um, and I did read some things that encouraged me last night. But uh, I even said to my son this morning, I said to him, you know, can you believe it was two weeks ago? that we were watching TV where they canceled the NBA season. That kind of started everything. And right. he said to me, that feels like two months ago. Yeah. And I'm like, not sure. even two months, man. That feels like a year ago. Like it's just kind of surreal and crazy, but the sun is out today. It's warmer today. And, uh, and so I'd say uh, I, I'm feeling kind of positive in this moment. How about yourself? Um, I kind of oscillate, to be honest. I was talking to my wife yesterday, how, there are some moments where the day feels kind of ordinary and then there are other moments and a lot of it has to do probably with media intake, but there are other moments where, you know, I'll be really honest. There's a, there's an actual anxiety. There's an actual fear. Now I I do feel, uh, and I know you feel this too, a certain sense of responsibility, both as a husband, a father, a pastor, a leader, radio host to cut through some of the noise mm-hmm. to, uh, to lead with confidence. But I also, I'm a big believer in leading with authenticity and vulnerability. And I think that means partially sometimes including the moments where we feel like we're without answers or that we uh, are coming up short emotionally. Or, I mean, I, I spent some time on the exercise bike yesterday and that was really helpful. If you're listening right now and you haven't exercised in a while, yes. Yes. I'm telling you, it'll do wonders. Just do some push-ups or something. That sounds silly. And maybe we'll uh, post some other suggestions to the Facebook page. But I think 
don't underestimate the significance of a little bit of physical activity right now. Um, I just think that's really, really important. Another thing that I would encourage you to do, I downloaded an app called uh, Daily Prayer, the Daily Prayer app, and it'll give you a prompt uh, morning, noon, evening, and then late night, uh, different prayer prompts, and it'll it'll give you like little timers for how much time to spend on them, and that just as an established rhythm has been yeah, really, good. really helpful. So you can download it right to your phone, and that's been really helpful. Um, I also wrote a, a prayer yesterday. Sometimes writing prayers for me, I don't know why, like helps me process some of this. Could I, could I read it? Would that be all right? Oh, absolutely. So I, I posted this yesterday just because for me, it just sort of helped process some of where my head was at and what I was seeing. Uh, so it says this, for those who have imagined scenes that haunt them, we pray for a holy imagination. Mm-hmm. Release them from the haunting, we pray. For those who begin to shake with fear every time they leave the house, we pray for comfort. For those whose sadness feels sharp like fear, soothe the jagged edges and bring relief. For those who are grasping for answers and finding only more questions, we pray for peace. For those who have experienced loss but carry an odd place sense of responsibility, we pray you might calm the chaos and awaken their heart to your love. One day in the future, some may begin to feel like they should be over by now or feel pressure to heal already. For these, we pray for the courage to let grief do her sacred, invisible work. We recognize the many layers of sadness present among us, both the kind that settles like a cloud over a nation and the kind that creeps unwelcome into our homes. May your presence fill up and overflow the gaping holes that are left in the midst of this season. Live out your name among us, Emmanuel. Remind us that you haven't left us alone. And that, for me at least, Great. just sort of helped me process all the different tweets and posts and conversations I was having. And like you were saying, I'm curious, was it helpful even having a touch base with your staff? Like It was. Hearing how they were processing this? You know, it really was. And I found myself most just enjoying laughing with them. Yeah, like it right. Wasn't nec- we didn't, also with my elders last night, we didn't do a ton of planning. There's only so much planning you could be doing outside of smaller groups of Mm. you know, right now that, uh, and so we talked about the people in our church. We prayed for the people in our church and Mm. we laughed and literally went around the screen just going, how are you doing? And there was this sense of team again, that I think a lot of us are missing, um, that physical team. And obviously we weren't physically together. Uh, but there was still this kind of sense of team that you're like, okay, like we're, we're still in this together because the isolation part of this is really hard for most people. And, uh, you know, you make the best of it and you enjoy your family time and you do other stuff, but, uh, having those little touch points with the people you enjoy being with the most. And that's what I'd encourage people. We keep saying it, use technology to have those touch points with the people closest to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your family, your friends, like get creative about it. Uh, and that's one of the things I've enjoyed about Facebook and other things is seeing the way that other people are being creative uh, in the ways that they're connecting with friends, right? Like from the car or whatever messages they're sending them. And uh, I would encourage you guys out there to do the same because isolation is going to increasingly be a real struggle in this. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd encourage you to think of ways, how can I, t- how can I have touch points with the people I care most about? And also pay attention to yourself. We posted another article yesterday that we, we didn't talk about yet. Maybe we will later this week. Um, the headline says, that discomfort you're feeling is grief. Yes. And the, the article is really helpful at kind of giving some language and handles to navigating what uh, a lot of us, I imagine, are experiencing but don't know necessarily why we're experiencing it or 
It feels familiar, but a little foreign. Like keep making connections with people. Keep building into rhythms of prayer and rest and scripture reading, but also like keep taking inventory on yourself. Yes. Like, I think that's, that's the thing that I'm kind of struggling with a little bit because now I work in my home. So it's all kind of bled together and I've that's already, it. I'm already not great at it, but like the just go, 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 go adrenaline is sort of my MO. And I've had to, I've had to be really intentional about like, wait, why, why do I feel this right now? Or why yeah. am I ignoring that? Or, you know what I mean? Like, we need each other right now in this moment. And we also need, and I would say prayerfully the Holy spirit to, to show in us that, which is like not good for us right now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think having rhythms like you've been talking about. And then I talked to my wife last night about one of the weird things of working at home is knowing when to shut it down right? Uh, and when to engage and when to take breaks. And so I think those are rhythms we're all going to get, but I think that's a great uh, point, man. Like, understand and be honest about what's going on in your own soul in this and find the people to talk to about it. Well, and I'm, I'm really excited too about uh, the rest of this hour because we're going to have uh, some guests on the show from Christians Against Poverty. And let me just explain to you briefly what they're about. Their website says they're passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt, poverty, and its causes. And they want to partner with the local church, particularly in this season and this cultural moment we're having right now. I think this is an incredibly important ministry, and uh, I'm excited to journey with them in the coming days and weeks ahead. So that's coming up next here on The Common Good. Hey, everyone, I'm Ian Simpkins here. And I remember the first time that I actually learned about Thriving Financial. I was pastoring a church in Bartlett, and me and two other pastors had this dream, this idea to better care for the marriages in our communities. And so we started to dream up this conference idea. What if we actually hosted a local conference to pour into marriages and couples in our churches, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, and Thriving Financial kind of came alongside and not only like made the conference possible, but they were actually interested in partnering with us as churches, as pastors, to help people not only be wise with money, but to live more generously, which was always a value that I had and always struggled to find organizations that actually wanted to help our churches do that. And so that's actually kind of the beginning of what's been a really beautiful journey and relationship with Thrive and to actually be wise with money, to live generously, and to help other people do the same. And so if that interests you, I'd encourage you to go to Thrivent.com to learn more. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins, along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook, The Common Good Radio Show, 1160hope.com slash The Common Good, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. If you wouldn't mind subscribing, rating, and reviewing, all of that does actually help us out a whole lot. But as I mentioned earlier, we're really excited to be joined the rest of the hour with some friends with Christians Against Poverty. And uh, I cannot wait for you all to hear about the heartbeat and the vision behind what they do and why they do that. And uh, first in this segment, we're going to hear from Simon Wills, executive producer of Christians Against Poverty. Welcome to the show, sir. Hi, Ian and Brian. It's good to be with you. How are you doing today? We're doing good, doing well. We are surviving, man. It's uh, unprecedented times, but we're really excited to be partnering with you all. And uh, I'd love for you just to kind of give a 30,000 foot perspective on what Christians Against Poverty actually does and why it matters so much right now in this moment that we're experiencing. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's totally related to what's going on and we want to kind of touch on that. I think one thing I should probably get out of the way first is you might be able to tell from my accent that I'm not actually from around here. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, California, if you can't place it. Uh, uh, you're going to hear a couple of British accents um, over the next couple of days. And um, if you're wondering, yes, we are more sophisticated. Um, 
particularly Ian. I, Brian, you seem pretty sophisticated. I've gone meeting you. But, thank you. Anyway, thank I'll you. take that. Originally from the UK, but yeah, we um, I'm representing Christians Against Poverty. Um, we've been going since 1996 um, in the UK originally. That's where the UK references kind of come from. Uh, where we're now a national solution to uh, issues that the UK face. We're around the world in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, uh, and we've been over now here in the US uh, since 2019. And in essence, what it is that we do is we equip local churches to fulfill their gospel calling, to reach outside of their walls and help people struggling in debt and poverty. And we do that while sharing the gospel as well. So what we do is we uh, work with churches and partner with them to open a debt help center. Uh, and then we are experts in helping families that are in the communities around those churches that are facing crisis and manageable debt and seeing them become debt free through kind of our award winning credit counseling service, completely free to them. And we also enable churches to do some really simple money education uh, for people living on a basic income. So that's kind of the the quick snapshot of what we do. But as I say that, that's the kind of what we do, and we'll unpack that, I'm sure, over the next few uh, minutes and over the next couple of hours. But I really want you to get our heart. And the first thing is this. Everything we do is about equipping the local church. We say that we're not outside of church, but that we're church empowering. Uh, and you'll hear us say it a lot. Our founder, who you'll hear from in a bit, will say that there's no cap if there's no church. So no church, no cap. We Mm. only work through local churches. We're here to build up churches to be the answer to the problems society are facing. And the second key thing I want you to know about is is that Jesus is right at the center of this thing. We are Mm. loud and proud Christians against poverty. It's kind of in the name. uh, And that's why we did that. Uh, And we basically, everything we do Uh, enables us and churches to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because we recognize that as good as we can be as churches uh, and with our organization that helping people that are struggling and relieving poverty and believe you me we are good that Mm -hmm. actually the only thing that will really transform a life is the gospel and power of Mm. Jesus Christ so that has to be at the center of everything we do so that's our snapshot that's who we are and I'm sure we'll unpack it and, and maybe relate it as well to what people are going through right now. Yeah. And Simon, I'm starting to unpack that a little bit. Uh, how exactly do you guys work? How do you uh, help people? What's it look like for you guys? Yeah, well, like I say, the, the main thing we're doing is helping families. Uh, and I, when I say families, this is an outreach ministry. So 90% of the people that we see in local churches see around their community uh, are people that are unchurched and of no or different faith. Uh, so this is how can we connect with people at their moment of need Uh, And then at the same time, through practical works and demonstrations, uh, also verbalize the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what we're doing is uh, through a debt help center, we're training up a church um, to um, be the answer to families struggling. The families will book in for visits with uh, the center manager. We have a, a worker in the church that's based in that church. And they go out on visits and through a series of professional visits and a combination of our professional credit counseling in our head office, we are seeing families holistically helped and put back together uh, and then seeing them on a journey to becoming debt free. And, and we are not paying uh, a cent of anyone's debt. So this is people working their own way out of debt through the systems that are here in the U.S. It's a U.S. based thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're working that we, we say it's a, 
a hand up, not a hand out. And, it, and, mm. it's, and it's getting that root cause problems that families are facing. So one of the things we wanted to do was to actually share some stories. Could you tell us a little bit about this story we're about to hear? Yeah, I, I believe we're going to hear from Jerry now. And um, yeah, you'll just hear in his own words what it was like to be in debt and then the difference that Kat made. Here's Jerry's story. I saw an ad and called Christians Against Poverty. I thought that God had sent these people into my life as just the morning before I was at rock bottom and I was actually considering committing suicide. I then got a letter in the mail, and I was so frightened, just really freaking out. I thought it was another bill or something else. And then I opened the letter, and I saw that it was from Cap, and I thought, yes. And that was the turning point. So I was excited that I'd get that help, a little bit of support, something that I'd never had before. So my Cap debt coach came one morning, and when I opened the door, she had this sort of lovely smile, very calm. And I always remember she had a beautiful aura about her. She was like, peace. And her husband was with her at the time, and I welcomed them both into my home. We got talking, and we went through all of my paperwork, asked me what I had, what kind of debt I was in, and the part for me that was so nice was that they didn't judge me. They didn't look down on me, and I just didn't feel stupid. And we prayed together. And at that moment, that's when I gave my life to Jesus, right then and there. I just knew I was ready to give my life to God. I just closed my eyes and said, if you exist... Please give me the strength and courage to see a sign. And my whole body just literally felt a tingling. And I felt like I was drunk in a sober way. And I just felt I was so light and free like a bird who was locked in a cage for so long. And that bird was allowed to go and spread its wings and off it went. That's really how I felt. Then going to church, I met these other Christian people and felt that these people were just so nice and so genuine. I believe God flowed through my cap debt coach and the rest of the cap team, and they've done everything for me. Without cap today, I don't think I'd be alive. I'm now completely debt free. I've worked out a plan. I'm able to budget. I'm not afraid to open the door or to check my mail. I can smile again, and I just thank God that I'm here today. Simon, that's that's an incredible story. There, can you can you tell us how someone hearing that can get involved in some kind of way? Absolutely. And, um, you know, just to pick out some of what's going on there, you can see what debt does to people. And I want to really get that across to listeners. Mm. You know, 80% of the people we see and the statistics are the same around the world for every family say that debt negatively affects their relationships. We're seeing marriages torn apart. And, and what he was talking about, 35% of the people we help have considered or attempted suicide. And, um, so that's what we do. We take people on that journey. We are rescuers with the local church. We're asking um, AM 1160 listeners, and we know uh, you care about families that are facing this crisis. And what we're saying is that just $30 a month will put a desperate family through CAP's debt help system and give them the opportunity to find a new Jesus. $60 does it for two families, and $100 a month is one of our vision sponsors to help us open these debt help centers, which are so vital right now with all that's going on across the States and Chicagoland. And to do that, can I get you to call uh, 888-444-9185? That's 888-444-9185. And our staff team are there waiting to answer your call. Uh, And also you can give online. We know a lot of people do that now. And that's cap1160.com. That's cap1160.com. And you can donate there. Thank you, guys.
Just one more time. That number is 888-444-9185. And you can go to cap1160.com. Coming up next, John Kirkby, the founder of Christians Against Poverty, will be joining us for the rest of the hour. That's coming up next here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins, along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook, The Common Good Radio Show, and everything we talk about, we post there on the Facebook page. You can also go to 1160hope.com slash The Common Good or wherever it is you get your podcasts. If you wouldn't mind sharing a podcast, subscribing to it, rating, reviewing, all of that does somehow magically help us out. But we are so excited to be joined the rest of this hour and some of next hour with some friends from Christians Against Poverty. Here's what their description says. They're passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt, poverty, and its causes. A, 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 a topic that I know that a lot of us have on the forefront of our minds right now. And we're joined by John Kirkby, who is the founder of Christians Against Poverty. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted uh, to be on your show. It sounds great. Could you just do me a quick favor and introduce yourself to our audience in whatever capacity you see fit? Great. Okay, my name is the official title. It's Dr. John Kirkby. And rather amazingly, I got a commander of the British Empire from Her Majesty the Queen a couple of years ago. But basically, everybody knows me as Johnny Boy. I'm just just a lad who, as you'll hear from my story, who um, really struggled with life and reached some very, very deep and dark places. But as you'll hear through everything we talk about, um, we just find it so easy. And I personally find it so easy to give God all the glory, the honor, and the praise. This thing has grown around the world. We've helped hundreds of thousands of people. Thousands and thousands have found Christ. We've helped hundreds of churches. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we want the glory to go to God. Anything good in us, any compassion, any heart for the poor, anything that's worked, anything that's grown, anything that's been provided for the whole 24-year journey, we, we just want to make sure, first of all, we just nail that to the mast. This is ministry provided for, inspired by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he should get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Hey, let me play a little bit of a part in it, and I still do, but yeah, it's, it's his really. Mm-hmm. And John, I, I've heard your story, but I would love for our listeners to be able to hear kind of your background and your story and how CAP got founded out of that. Yeah. So I was born into a loving family. Um, yeah, idyllic really. And then at the age of nine, my father became gravely ill and then began a, a very difficult, very, very difficult few years for us. So I suffered from dyslexia. I was deemed to have special needs, kind of abandoned really by school and ended up leaving at age 16, hardly any qualifications. I'd actually become quite a violent, um, lost young man really. Aged 18, my father died. Uh, within a year, my mother was um, the authorities through mental health had to place her in a secured establishment. Um, I was over 18. They just shut the file and left me. Really, really difficult. I got the only job I could get, which ironically was a door-to-door debt collector. And that was a tough, tough life, uh, debt collecting in some of the uh, rougher areas of the north of England. I was reasonably successful. I kind of worked in the finance industry, worked my way up. Yeah, the only way was up from where I started, but I did really well. Ended up being pretty successful. But unfortunately, beneath the veneer of success and a marriage and two children was still the very broken, very broken guy. Mm. I wasn't the husband my first wife deserved. I wasn't the father 
at the time my two daughters deserved. Ironically, I ended up in unsuccessful businesses, wrong relationships, debt came knocking and I lost everything. Ended up losing my marriage, my home, and ended up living in one room with um, two little camp beds, which my two girls, aged nine and six, used to sleep on. Mm. We were very poor. I was hounded by debt collectors. I know what it is. I know what it is to to not be able to buy your kids what they need. I know what it is to put things back at a supermarket checkout. I know what it is on Christmas Day just to sit down and have some rolls together with your two girls. I know what it is to be abandoned by everybody. I know the shame. I know the guilt. I know it all. But in the middle of that, somebody had read their Bible and realized that we should not only tell people about the love of Jesus, but we should show it. And he reached out to me and he invited me and my girls into his little family and he looked after us. He showed me the love of Christ. Then he invited me to church and told me the love of Christ. And 28 years ago, I yielded to his love. And somehow from that point, my life eventually turned itself around. So within four years, I got myself back on. I'd set up systems to get myself out of debt. I'd met my second wife, Lizzie. We were about to ride off into the sunset. My career was back on. I was earning money, paying my debts off. All looked good. But then God reminded me that when I was in that desperate situation, I said to him, if you get me through, I'll do anything you ask me to. Now, I don't pray that prayer anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was genuine. And he said, let's go and help some poor people in your small neighborhood. And yeah, so in 1996, 14 days after getting married, sat in a room with a few pounds, many, many dollars, I'm sure that would translate to. Um, We started Christians Against Poverty from nothing, and it's now spread around the world. We have, uh, we're in five countries. We have, um, yeah, approaching 750 church-based centers around the world. We've got over 500 staff uh, working in our various head offices. We've also got over 2,000 frontline workers. We reach well over 30,000 individuals every single year. But the most exciting thing for me is this thing works every day. We see countless number of people going debt-free. Um, we see a new client roughly every 10 minutes somewhere in the world. Wow. And, of course, the most exciting thing is every working day somewhere in the cap world, be that Australia, New Zealand, Canada, America, or the UK. We see about five individuals um, discover Christ as their personal saviour. So I'm amazed by what God has done. I can't believe Johnny Boy's still being wheeled out. I'm still involved. <laughs> I'm still there's still there's still traits me around the world. But uh, yeah, until the last breath in my body, I will continue to do what I can to reach poor and needy people wherever God gives us the opportunity. I'm so excited about what we're seeing here in Chicago land. This is quite exciting to see God birth something um, in, in, in your neck of the woods. And I'm excited because I've seen it all before. I've seen God do miracles. I've seen things grow from nothing to spread across an entire nation. So I'm excited, but predominantly we're here for Chicago land. This will be our base. This will be our platform. This will be where we'll anchor everything that God has for us as we unfold this over the next few years. Wow. That, that is just an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that with us. First off, Secondly, and we're going to get into it a little bit more in the coming segments uh, about why this moment right now is so important for the work that you're doing. But real quick, uh, how could someone listening get involved? It's really, really simple. The first thing is you've got to realize that I'm asking you as you're listening now, um, Christians Against Poverty need regular income. 
Um, everything we do is free, but we need people to give. And we have this amazing thing called being a life changer. So for just $30 a month, that's a, a dollar a day, you would be helping us put one desperate family through Cat's debt, debt Health System and give them an opportunity to know Jesus. If you were able to give $60 a month, that'd be two families. Or $100 a month, you become a vision sponsor, helping us open a new debt center across Chicago line. But here's the exciting thing already. Americans that are already behind what we're doing have said that they will match dollar for dollar everything you give for the next 12 months. So if you gave $100 a month, that'd be $1,200. They'd match that, another $1,200. So every dollar you can give during this uh, opportunity to give will be matched pound for pound over the next 12 months. So you just need to pick the phone up. It's really easy. It's 888-444-9185. You will never, ever regret giving a dollar a day to a family whose lives are devastated, where husbands are suicidal, where kids are not being fed, where we can work through local churches to bring hope and freedom. Or you can go on the website, cap1160.com. It's, it's really, really, really important that you do that now. And can you imagine in 10 years' time, when Christians Against Poverty is across Chicago land, you'll be telling your friends, I was there at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I saw them right at the beginning. It's an amazing opportunity for people right now to get involved in this thing that I believe God will really grow across Chicago land in the coming years. That's really good. Again, that number is 888-444-9185, or you can go to CAP, C-A-P, 1160.com to be a part of the, the immense movement that's happening right here in Chicagoland. Coming up next, Dr. John Kirkby, founder of Christians Against Poverty, is going to stick with us, and we're going to hear some stories from other people who have been impacted by this incredible ministry. That's coming up next here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook, The Common Good Radio Show. That's where we post all of our information. You can have a dialogue there, send us suggestions. You can also go to 1160hope.com slash the common good or wherever it is you get your podcasts. If you wouldn't mind, subscribing, rating, and reviewing does somehow magically help us out. We're not really sure how, but we're told <laughs> that it does. And uh, we're joined the rest of this hour and a bunch next hour by different friends from Christians Against Poverty. We are so excited to be partnering with them. And we have for this segment, Dr. John Kirkby, who happens to be the founder of Christians Against Poverty. I don't know if I'm supposed to call you Johnny Boy or not. Is that? Yes. Uh, well, everybody, everybody else is here. And I wouldn't change it. Even better. Yeah, basically, I'm just, just, I'm just Johnny Boy. I'm just, I love it. Just a guy, an ordinary guy who met an extraordinary Jesus. I mm. love that. Well, the thing that obviously everyone is talking about right now is the coronavirus and the impact that it's having is so far reaching. But one of the conversations that I keep having with people in our church is what it's going to do financially or what it already has done financially. Can you speak a little bit to the role and vision for Christians Against Poverty in this current strange, unprecedented cultural moment that we're having right now? Yeah. And obviously I can probably speak from, you know, from the UK where, I think we're roughly maybe a week, perhaps a week, if if that, ahead of you guys. So we're kind of a little bit further down the road. Hmm. I think the truth is um, we are in unprecedented times. Um, you know, even my own family is affected. I've got two daughters on the front line as nurses. My wife is living with her 88-year-old dad for a week. I've got two of the kids at home where they've been, schools are shut, they've missed their exams, I've got a lot at university. So, so you know, I know personally the, the impact it's having on my family, but every morning when I sit down and look at my day, 
I just think of the people who have got nothing. Um, mm. It really breaks my heart. The yeah. the devastation that is going to hit everybody. But let's be honest, there are many, many of us. I would include myself. I think we can take the hit. We're a close family. We're all together. We're you know we've we're not in financial difficulty. We we've, we've saved well. We're, we're set up. We'll be okay because we've got Jesus and friends and family. But when I think of what's happening to people whose lives were already struggling, it really breaks my heart. And this is, yeah, my passion for this Christians Against Poverty is just increased when I just know what's going on. Mm. Um, we just have to do something. And at the end of the day, the scale of it is so vast that you could be overwhelmed by it. Mm. Um, I've had these meetings with all our countries over the last week and a half. Um, each of our ministries is going to be overwhelmed. That's just how it is. But for those people we help, for each one, their lives are precious. We want to keep as many people alive who are going to consider taking their life. We want to make sure that we're there with people in the midst of it. And these people have often have nobody. So the relevance for Christians Against Poverty in Chicagoland right now has never been greater. We are going to reach as many as we can as fast as we can. We have gone for this full on. We've hired five staff. We've invested significantly in the infrastructure. We're up and running and we are taking calls every day from people who need help through our debt center and also through our money education service. So we're here for individuals. We can't help everybody. We're not pretending. But if we can help 100, if we can help 200 families, 300 families over the next few months, can you imagine the long-term impact of those families that are reached at this critical time? We need people to help us do that. We're all in. Nicola and Simon have given up their roles, their jobs. They've moved from family and friends to America with a call of God on their lives. Mm. We've done what we can do. We've, we've totally gone for it, but we need people to join in. But before I ask people to do that, I'd love you to listen to another client of ours. I'd like you to listen to Sean. And when you listen to this, really listen and imagine how you would feel if you were where Sean is and we weren't there to help. I was in a well-paid job at the time, but I was all sick with mental health issues, mostly to do with the debt situation because I was stressed, I was sleepless, I was reclusive, I was fearing. Because of all the stress and worry and anxiety and not coping with all of these debts, I did actually attempt to take my life. Because of my circumstances, I was fast-tracked for my first visit, which was from my CAP debt coach because immediately CAP took control of the situation. At the end of the process, when I became debt-free, I got a telephone call to say, Sean, you are now debt-free. Woohoo! It was just like, whoa. And it was just like the weight of the world had come off my shoulders, and it was absolutely life-changing. One of the CAP team asked if I wanted to be prayed for, so I said, yeah, go ahead. So she prayed a prayer for us, and it was at this moment I felt the Lord enter and fill a God-spaced hole in my heart. And I now go out at least two to three times a week on church events and socials. I've become a cap money coach, and it's got to the point where now my sons who live away are turning around to me and saying, we can never get a hold of you. You're never in. It's like a whole new life. And, John, I'm wondering, both those yeah. first two that we've heard uh, are linking mental health and depression yeah. to debt. This isn't just about money, uh, wow. but there's so much more to this, isn't there? Yeah. I remember... I slept on a small bed with two kids in camp beds just alongside me. And I used to wake up early in the morning and I used to physically feel the weight of my chest. Mm -hmm. I used to think, I don't think I can get out of this bed. 
I don't know whether I can get through today. And then I'd look and see my two little girls alongside me. You know, is it any wonder people break under that? You know, I don't know how I managed to keep going, but soon enough, Paul came along and helped us and, and I found faith and my life turned around. So mental health, brokenness, um, it is just being in debt. It's so personal. It, you're judged by other people. I remember putting things back on a supermarket shelf and I remember people in the queue talking really loud so I could hear it. What kind of father does he think he is? I bet he's alcoholic. You know, just being judged by the world is 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 desperate. Mm. But there is massive, massive hope. These lives can be turned around if we can get involved through our money coaches and through our work uh, in the churches across Chicagoland. But we need people to join in. Now, many people listening, you might not be able to help Sean. You might not even know who Sean is in your community. But you can help us help him. And you can help us help other people. So can I ask, please... Please, in the midst of all that's going on with the coronavirus, just take a moment to think of what you've got and think of somebody who has not got any of that. Would you pick up the phone and dial 888-444-9185? Our staff are there. They will explain to you how you can do this. If you could give a dollar a day, $30 a month, we will put a desperate family through CAP's debt help system and give them an opportunity to know Jesus. If you could give $60 a month, that would be two families or $100 and become a vision sponsor to help us open new debt centers across Chicago land. And we'll keep you updated with behind-the-scenes progress on that. And here's the good news. People who already believe in CAP have said to us they will match dollar for dollar everything you can give over the next 12 months. So if you could give $30, that would be 360 They'll double that to 720 If you give 100 that's $1,200. they will double it to $2,500. There's never been a better time, and there's never been a more urgent time because joining this thing and supporting us now will make a significant difference. By the way, we're a 501c3 organization. We're a non-for-profit. Obviously, you'll understand the tax implications for you on that. But it's not about tax relief. This is about responding to a call of God that we should love the poor, that we should show them his compassion, and that we should do what we can to help people. And there are so many people you could give a dollar a day. And I assure you that by giving to someone who is worse off than you are you will know that your faith is making a difference to someone and we do need you to pick the phone up and we need you to do it we need you to do it now triple eight triple four nine one eight five or the website is cap 1160.com please just do it now a dollar a day it'll be doubled on match funding but you'll be able to say that you got involved in christians against poverty at the very beginning what an opportunity and what a moment for us to be here mm-hmm. Plus, if you're a business owner or you purchase marketing for your business, you can also support Christians Against Poverty as a business benefactor. And with that, you receive 25 one-minute advertisements on AM 1160 for a donation of $1,000. So to receive this very special business benefactor option, just call our GM, Jeff Reisman, at 847-472-8921. That's 847-472-8921. And uh, next hour, we're going to continue to be joined by Cap. But first, Brian and I are going to share some of our pastoral thoughts in light of this pandemic here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. 
Hey everyone, it's Ian Simpkins here. And after I had this experience with Thrivent where we were able to host this marriage conference with two other churches in the area, uh, my interest was kind of piqued with regards to what kind of organization this was. And it was really fascinating because they approached me, who was pastoring a church in Bartlett, and they said, we actually provide these free workshops for people that want to be wise with money and live generously. And so they sent me this link, and it was all these different topics, questions that people in my church actually were asking. And so it was remarkable. They hosted this workshop uh, a number of times in the coming months for people in our church to do just that, to to be wise with money and to live generously. And that's kind of how this relationship began because there was this no strings attached kind of mentality. It was just their heart to give back, to partner with pastors and churches to help people uh, live generously, to be wise with money and live generously. And that was kind of the continuation of my relationship with them. And so if you're interested in learning more, I can't encourage you enough to head to Thrivent.com today. Coming up this hour, Brian and I want to give some encouragement to the local church to keep on loving our neighborhood, and we'll be joined the rest of the hour by our friends at Christians Against Poverty. You're listening to The Common Good. Everyone, welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins, along with Brian Fromm. We are living in unprecedented times. It seems like every day... I'm reading something I never thought I'd be reading, uh, but I would love to know how you all are doing, how you're coping with this. What are you finding helpful? I mentioned the uh, Daily Prayer app earlier in the show. I highly encourage you to check that out. But if you have suggestions or ideas or you want to interact with other people who are listening to the show in some capacity, you can find us on Facebook at The Common Good Radio Show. That's The Common Good Radio Show, and that's where we post all of our articles, but you can also review the page or share the page. You can send a message if you have a suggestion for an article or an idea. Um, this is a time where I feel like we really need each other. And uh, I mean it when I say we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how we can better serve you or better encourage you or better love on you all. Uh, Brian and I feel completely and deeply honored and humbled to have this platform during such a wild and unprecedented time. Um, you can also go to 1160hope.com slash the common good and find all of our information there. Plus, we have a podcast. And uh, if you're a podcast person, thank you so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and rating and reviewing and then maybe sharing with a friend. We know a lot of people are looking for new things to listen to right now. And uh, again, the vision has been from day one for this show to not only like hopefully bring good to the world, but to also focus on the common. And right now, we all have this very interesting, very odd, common factor that is literally mm-hmm. affecting all of us at a global level. And so uh, we would love for this show to be a source of love and encouragement to you. And uh, hopefully it can be that to somebody else. Brian, one of the things that um, you had mentioned earlier, and it's probably because we're both pastors, we, we wanted to spend a little time just encouraging the church, kind of the big C yeah. church a little bit. And uh, I'd love to know, as someone, a pastor and a church planner, how would you encourage the church in this time of crisis right now? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I've shared this yesterday and today. Uh, I can struggle with uh, getting, uh, getting down and getting uh, cynical when I read tweets from politicians or uh, see the haggling going on. And I, I can be, uh, I can get quite frankly, a little overwhelmed by it, but then you read about what the churches are doing and the, the big C church, it feels like doing its best to be the church, uh, and kind of stepping up and it really encourages me. So, uh, 
I found this article of Christianity Christianity Today. Oh, I haven't done that in a while right there. At uh, Christianity Today, and Ed Stetzer put this together in his blog, and it says ways churches are stepping up during the COVID-19 crisis. He says, on March 23rd, I tweeted, what is your church doing to reach your local community? Uh, and he says, scores of churches represented by pastors, leaders, and members talked about some version of food pantry, soup kitchen, delivery to those in need, uh, offer to drop off groceries and supplies. And it goes on to highlight a bunch of churches, some of them really huge churches able to do things on a large scale, but some of them smaller churches just going, here's what we're trying to do in our neighborhoods. And uh, I, when I read this, I got so um, uh, just not excited is not the right word, just encouraged. And, and it made me want to go, you know what? I want to spend some time in our show just cheering on churches, like do it, keep going, uh, just keep trying to help. I know your church is trying to do a lot. Uh, I have a Zoom call with some people in my church tomorrow about what more can we be doing uh, and it's just an opportunity for the church to kind of step into the gap here and be uh, what the church often is, but sometimes we lose sight of it. And so it's these kind of things that, that I find encouraging and just want to cheer people on. So we'll put this article up on our Facebook page. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just want to use some of our platform to tell pastors and lay people and just Christ followers out there, just keep going, keep being the hands and feet of Jesus. And I, I'd love to brag on our team at Community as well, because, uh, in fact, you can go to communitychristian.org slash cares. That's communitychristian.org slash cares. And a really incredible team from our church um, put together a robust way of investing in and loving our community and loving our neighbor in this time of pandemic and crisis. And it's it's incredible how many how quickly this came together. Like our t- I just been so proud of our team because there was like this need and obviously a bunch of stuff got shuffled around and like Sunday morning still needs to happen. But even in the midst of all of that and course correcting in our sermons and creating digital experiences, um, they put together this resource and uh, it literally says this at the top of the page. While this time of social distancing can be overwhelming, let's, uh, let us not forget to do good and share with others. That's from Hebrews 13. Join one of the Community Cares mobilizing teams. Let us carry each other's burdens. Let us serve the vulnerable, the lonely, and the sick. Let us hashtag be the church. And in this time of social distancing and a lot of fear and anxiety, you know, I said this yesterday, the invitation is still to be the church, the great commission, the great commandment. Like we, we are not off the hook in that regard. And so I would encourage you at least peruse the website. There's a lot of really, really great opportunities from collecting donations to essential service employees, to food insecurity, high-risk individuals, homelessness, homeschooling, incarceration, loneliness and isolation, prayer, quarantine families, and even sewing masks. So if any of that sounds in any way engaging, I want to just, I want to cheer our church, but I also know that we're just one of millions of churches right now that are thinking innovatively, that are course correcting, that are doing things that they maybe never imagined that they would do. And I'm so, I'm just so proud of the big C church right now because um, I know that it's scary. And I know a lot of us are faced with a lot of uncertainties, but to see this kind of move of the church saying, hey, we're not going to stop loving people. Hey, uh, services may be canceled. Hope is not canceled. Love is not canceled. Worship isn't canceled. Like we're going to keep we're going to keep doing these things even in the midst of this storm. And uh, I don't know about you, man. I, I am encouraged and I'd love, uh, like you said, for this platform to also serve 
as an encouragement to others. Absolutely. And so uh, we could get so and I think one of our roles is to highlight what's not going well and to try to give people uh, uh, peace and hope in the midst of the struggle. And because of that, we have to highlight statistics and all this. But I do want to get the human part out there, like you said, of of what is the church doing? And, and I really uh, I've been encouraged. You remember after 9-11, uh, people all came together People kind of were watching out for each other, and uh, this feels like another one of those times. But what makes this different now is we don't know when it's going to have to end, or hopefully not end at all. But we don't know when the uh, when the struggle is going to end. And so, just cheering people on. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't fall into the comparison trap, right? Like, oh, this church is doing this, but we're not, or this neighbor is doing this, and I'm not. Don't don't add that burden to yourself, but be encouraged to go. How can I help my neighbors? How can I help people in my church? How can I be uh, the hands and feet of Jesus to people in need? And then uh, you can share stuff even at our Facebook page of ways that you can be, uh, ways that you have found that we can help. And so just want to be an encouragement to you out there, even as we talk to, you know, Christians Against Poverty and ways that they're trying to step in, there is going to be no shortage of ways for us to step into our communities uh, and to really be Jesus uh, in very tangible ways to people who are hurting. Yeah, speaking of one of those innovations, I don't, know, I don't know if you're familiar with Loaves and Fishes, but uh, you can go to loaves-fishes.org. And one of the things that they've innovated is a virtual food drive. It just says, you click, families eat. So organizations like that are pivoting on a dime and it's incredible. I also wanted to say, if you go to communitychristian.org slash cares, there's not only opportunities for you to get involved to serve, but if you're someone who's in need of help, scroll down, click on I'm in need of help. And uh, that is a really, really incredible resource for people, not just to give back, but also people who are listening, thinking like, no, no, I, I'm in need of some help right now. And uh, speaking of that kind of situation, uh, I'm excited for the rest of the hour. We're going to be joined by some friends from Christians Against Poverty. Christians Against Poverty are passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt poverty and its causes. That's a topic that a lot of people are worried about thinking about right now. So that's going to be the rest of the hour here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook at The Common Good Radio Show. That's where we post all of our articles. There's a great growing community over there. If you want to make suggestions, you can send us a message. You can also find us at 1160hope.com slash the common good plus wherever it is you get your podcast. If you are a podcaster, first and foremost, thank you so much. Secondly, if you wouldn't mind subscribing, rating and reviewing, all of that does help us out. And we know that people have a lot of free time right now. So maybe send that podcast to a friend, make a recommendation. Uh, we hope that it is serving you well. That's Brian and I's heart for the show to really serve people well, particularly in this time of crisis and need. And I'm really excited to be joined for the rest of this hour by a couple of friends from Christians Against Poverty. Now, Christians Against Poverty is an incredible organization that are passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt, poverty, and its causes, a conversation that is on a lot of people's minds right now. And because Brian and I are both pastors, uh, we also care about the theology behind things. And I'm wondering if you gentlemen, uh, if you could speak a little bit to what the Bible actually says about the ministry of Christians Against Poverty. Sure. Well, if I take it, so you're back with uh, Simon, the executive director of uh, Christians Against Poverty, with John joining us as well. And um, I actually was just thinking a little bit 
um, around the timeliness of this. So the verse I kind of felt as, I mean, we're all in prayer at the moment, aren't we? We're all seeking God. We're all asking him what's going on. And um, as I was kind of thinking about CAP and what we're bringing here and, and what we're taking to the listeners, the verse that I kind of came to me was Esther. Uh, and we all know the story of Esther, but particularly that famous phrase for such a time as this. And I just wanted to read you really quickly the verse where it is. And it just says, it says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance. And for them, it was for the Jews. It says, we'll arrive from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your position for such a time as this. And, you know, as we were praying, I know we were um, talking with you, Brian, Ian, around what's the right thing? How do we present this well to our listeners? And, you know, this verse just kept coming back to my mind. You know, this thing of if we remain silent and, and you know, the cry of the poor is just going up out there and um, what is affecting people's lives at the moment with the virus and, and the impact. And, you know, it, it just says in that verse, God is going to do something. It says mm. God's going to do it one way or another. And our God is a deliverer. He is someone that's going to deliver people and people that are going to be struggling financially because of this thing, because if they're turning to debt and credit and um, yeah, all the kind of impacts that are going on in people's lives, God is going to do it. But if we remain silent, we've got to speak up about this thing. We've got to speak up about the plight of the poor. Hmm. And I'm believing that God has brought cap. He doesn't do things by accident. We've all been saying God's not surprised by what's going on. And I believe that God brought us here a year ago so that we'd be ready just to be a small part of the answer to the struggles that families here in Chicagoland are going to be going through. So that was kind of more a lesser theology of cap, but more a uh, a really timely thing that God is saying, come on guys, for us yeah. people at home, for such a time as this, God has given you the resources and the security and the the, the input that you can give into people's lives. So that really kind of stuck with me. But yeah. I know, John, you as the founder, you're much more the, the carrier of the theology and you know, <laughs> so much more of that. You speak more eloquently than I do. Absolutely not. No pressure. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just carrying them. Um, wherever God's placed in my heart. So for me, so me and my wife, Lizzie, we have six life application scriptures, scriptures upon which we have determined that to the best of our ability, we will reflect in our life. And this particular one is so much about what CAP is and what we've experienced. So it says this, it's Isaiah 58. I pick it up halfway through verse nine. It goes through to 12. It says this, it says, if you spend If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with a pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourself on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed. Whenever you see the word if in the Bible, that is a universal opportunity. Hmm. I often wonder when Isaiah wrote this and took it home to Mrs. Isaiah, as we always take our writings to our wives. When she read this, she was the first person to have a choice to make. So me and Lizzie determined 24 years ago that we would do away with the yoke of oppression, that we wouldn't point the finger and we wouldn't maliciously talk, that we'd spend ourselves on behalf of the hungry and that we would satisfy the needs of the oppressed. And that is the foundation of our practical work. And then these promises follow. And these promises are for, for being for us, but they're for you and they're for CAP. It says this, and this is not a fortune cookie list of things that you're going to get. These are promises of God. If you do the 
spending yourself on behalf of the police. It says, your light will rise in the darkness. Your night will become like noonday. Oh my gosh, the traumatic 24 years we've had. But God has, God has made our light rise in the darkness. He said, the Lord will guide you always. Well, somehow in his grace he has. It says he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. We have been in many sun-scorched land. We are probably in a few now around the world. And it says here that he will satisfy our needs. But I think he'll also satisfy your needs as you do away with the yoke of oppression. Mm-hmm. And then it says you'll be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Oh, my gosh. God's life flowing through us. Man, if we need life, we need it now to flow mm. through us so we can be an expression to the world of a people who believe that Christ has got the answers. And that's what we bring to our clients when we walk into their homes. And then it says, your people will rebuild ancient ruins and raise up age-old foundations. You'll be called repairers of broken walls, restorer of the streets with dwellings. In the message, paraphrased version, it says that you'll be known as those who can fix anything make communities livable again. That is what CAP does. That is who Mm. we are. But also those promises, if you do away with the yoke of oppression. Seriously, if you're listening to that and you go, well, what can I do? This is what you can do. You can give a dollar a day, $30 a month, to help CAP America reach people in your local communities. $30 Mm. a month will put a desperate family through CAP's debt help system and will give them an opportunity to know Jesus, £60 a month will help two families who need what these verses say. Mm. They need to be released. $100 a month to become a vision sponsor and help us open new debt centers across Chicago land. Seriously, everybody can do something. You today can hear those verses if you do away with the yoke of oppression and if mm-hmm. you spend yourself. You can answer those two big questions. Are you willing to do that? So pick the phone up. It's 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. Our staff, our five staff are on the phones. They'll be delighted to speak to you and explain how you can do that. You can also go to the website, cap1160.com and give online. But we want you to know that already Americans, knowing how much this is needed, have decided to match dollar for dollar everything you give over the next 12 months. So if you give $30 a month, they'll add another $30 every month, doubling your giving $100. They'll add another $100. What an opportunity. What a moment when the world is in chaos in many ways. For you just to stand on the word of God and say, I am going to give to help the poor and needy. I'm going to show this world that I care enough to actually give some money to Christians Against Poverty and see lives changed. We're obviously a 501c3 organization, fully sorted out as a non-for-profit. It's got all the tax exemption, but that's not what I'm asking you to give. We're asking you to join in and play a part in seeing this thing. And in 20 years' time, when this thing is across your nation, you'll be able to say, I heard it in the midst of one of the biggest traumas our society has ever faced. But I knew God say, I'm going to help the poor. So pick that phone up, 888-444-9185. Come on, join in. We need you. Dr. Kirkby, thank you so much for sharing that. I I wanted to end this segment letting you all hear another story. This is Denise's story and how Christians Against Poverty came alongside her and really helped her out. The sessions with CAP are awesome. It helped me with budgeting because we kept a diary of how much we were spending Everyone was like, wow, Denise, what's happened to you? You're so different. 
I was like, you know, when you first give your life, I was like, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. That's what's happened to me. And so I was just praising him. And through that, I got baptized. And everyone saw that and was like, I want some of that. So everyone invited Jesus into their life. My whole family came to church. That's my grandmother, my mother, me and my daughter. So that's four generations saved through CAP. And that is exactly why we love working with organizations like Christians Against Poverty. Again, that number is 888-444-9185, 888-444-9185. Or you can go to cap1160.com, that's cap1160.com. And Dr. John Kirkby, I know that you need to go, but I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today on today's show. Yeah, it's been an absolute, absolute privilege. And thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. And I pray blessings on your radio station, and I know you guys are helping people through your church leadership as well. So be blessed. And for everybody out there, let's just stay safe and stay close to God. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Coming up next, Simon Wills, Executive Director of Christians Against Poverty, will be with us for the remainder of the hour here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins, along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook, if you like, The Common Good Radio Show. That's where we post all of our articles and information. You can send us messages with suggestions or ideas. You can also find us at 1160hope.com slash Good or wherever it is you get your fine podcasts. We are joined all day today with some friends from Christians Against Poverty. They uh, are passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt poverty and its causes, a conversation and a topic that is on the forefront of a lot of people's minds right now. And uh, we're joined again by Simon Wills, who's the Executive Director of Christians Against Poverty. And uh, I'm wondering if you could just tell us a little bit more about you and your story within this organization. Yeah, sure. It's um, been an amazing journey, I'll tell you that. So I've been involved for um, 17 years now. Hmm. Um, and, uh, I, uh, I kind of grew up in difficult circumstances and uh, what you would call, I think, section eight housing in, in the UK, um, and was the first person in my family to go to university. Um, and then during that period, I was doing a law degree and I kind of stumbled across this really small ministry called Christians Against Poverty. And I started volunteering. And again, we, in, in churches, it's a well-known thing. Don't volunteer because you'll never, ever stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> so I, I started volunteering for this thing. And my, my life was kind of transformed because I just saw there were, were just a few people. Uh, this was, like I say, 17 years ago, a few small bits of work in the UK. And yet, despite the few, you could sense the vision of God on this thing. You could sense the amount of faith that was in this thing, and you could see the need for what we were doing. Um, so I just went along for the ride, and, and I think it's what God does in you as much as he does through you. Uh, so I, I, I started out in our debt work and um, got to move to New Zealand at one point and lead the work over there and pioneer it there and, and just see it transform nation after nation and, and then being really passionate uh, when the time came to say, hey, we've got something that the U.S. needs. There's lots of good stuff over here, but there's just this gap for um, helping desperate families in the communities with um, people struggling in unmanageable debt and, and really equipping a church to do that. And, and yeah, we just want to kind of get across to our listeners the, the, the impact that unmanageable debt has on people. And, and I, I might have given the stats earlier, but I just want to give them again that, you know, we see that 80% of our clients say that debt is affecting their relationships. We mm. see that 
you know, children are having to go visit dad on a weekend because a family is split up because of, uh, you know, the, the impact of debt. And, you, you know, we see people missing meals. We see the impact on their mental health and suicidal thoughts. We see how it rips apart families. And really our passion then is how can we equip local churches to go out and reach those people with the love of Jesus Christ and to be a difference maker. And it's the church that's the hero, which is why I really wanted to introduce you to uh, a lovely lady here in the U.S. in Chicagoland called Nancy, and she is our first debt center manager uh, helping people in South Holland. And, and we really wanted her to tell you guys why she's passionate about helping people and what the need really is from her point of view. My name is Nancy Zuckfeld, and I have kind of two roles with Christians Against Poverty. I am the debt center manager for Covenant Fellowship Church, and I am also working as a debt coach as part of that job. Right on. So, Nancy, tell us, how did you get involved? What's your story at coming, uh, not only just in the contact, but then working uh, with Christians Against Poverty? I would love to tell you that story. <laughs> a couple of years ago, it was constantly on my mind, on my heart, that there were just things happening in my community that were not good, that were signs of poverty, signs of people suffering financially. One of them was payday loan stores, title loan stores coming up. And I wanted to be able to do something about it and thinking that we we really need to um, think about how to help people who are are suffering with debt and financial problems. And for probably a year, it was on my mind, on my heart, and I was praying about it. And then I accompanied my husband to the Tim Keller City to City Conference at Moody Church And I walked into the area where all of the booths were set up, and I saw Christians Against Poverty. And I said to myself, this is exactly what I've been looking for. This is it. And so I went up and spoke with the representative there that was Simon, and he told me about the um, what Christians Against Poverty does. And from then on, it was just something I was very excited about. But this was an answer to what I was looking for. So how, how is CAP different from other organizations in the U.S.? There's two things that come to mind. Uh, the first one is proximity, that we don't have somebody come into an office and give them advice, but we come into their home. We meet them where they're at. It's personal phone calls. It's follow-up. It's three visits in-home and possibly after that, even even more, it's being present in a person's life. And the second thing is that it's free. The client is not burdened with another financial um, another financial burden on top of what they're already bearing, but that it's free. I, they're never going to be asked for money on their first visit or their second visit or their third visit or at the end of of their debt journey, they are not going to be asked for money because the local church is partnering with Christians Against Poverty, making the service available to people at no charge so that we are able just to freely give this out and um, do what we can to to transform the people's lives. You kind of touched on this already, but the person out there who's thinking, oh, I get asked to give to a lot of things. There's a lot of good things out there. Um, maybe spur somebody on. Give them the reason why they should pick up the phone and give. I really think that the financial burdens and the financial debt that people are in is really a life and death situation. People are desperate. People 
are taking their lives because they are so burdened by their debt. And what goes along with that is anxiety and depression, and they see no way out. And this is a way not only of giving people financial freedom, something that many of us take for granted, but that they are giving them hope that they are reaching into a life and that it's going to make a huge difference. And $30 isn't very much for most of us. We, we easily spend $30 without thinking. And that $30 could transform a person or even a family's life by giving them the opportunity to be in touch with somebody from Christians Against Poverty who will walk with them and help them to, to really start over financially. Man, Simon, those stories are so powerful. I'm so glad you guys are playing those throughout the day here. Can you remind our people out there, how can they get involved? How can they help with CAP? Yeah, well, you, you heard Nancy there. Nancy is one of our, we call them frontline workers. She's one of our heroes. She is seeing these desperate families with volunteers from the church, offering that holistic support, meeting immediate needs, and then with CAP, putting them through that amazing system to see them get themselves debt-free and see a hope and a future. And we can only do that because people listening are supporting Nancy and the work that we're doing. And, and just $30 a month will put one of the families she sees through CAT's debt help system. $60, two families, $100 a month will really help open more of those centers. So we have more Nancys across Chicagoland. And every dollar that is donated today has been match funded by Americans here in the U.S. that have already picked this thing up, they've already seen it as a kind of investment opportunity to say, we want to be on board in this thing. So we want to bring in other people. So they're going to match your giving. And all you need to do is get on a 888-444-9185. That's 888 You might even get me on the phone. I might be answering phones later. Or you can get online if you don't want to talk to me. Uh, and that would be cap1160.com. Uh, and that's $30 a month. It will really make a difference in the time we're living in to send out those people from local churches as a love gift from God and local churches to meet desperate families and say, there is hope, all because you guys get involved. And such an important time to be having this conversation. Again, the number is 888-444-9185 or cap1160.com. Plus, if you're a business owner, or you purchase marketing for your business, uh, Christians Against Poverty has a business benefactor option. You can donate $1,000. You'll get 25 one-minute advertisements on AM 1160. So to receive this special business benefactor option, just call our GM, Jeff Reisman, at 847-472-8921. That's 847-472-8921. Coming up next, Simon Wills, Executive Director of Christians Against Poverty, is going to stick around for one more segment, and we're going to hear another story of people affected by Christians Against Poverty here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins. It has been such a blast being with you all today. You can find us on Facebook, The Common Good Radio Show, or 1160hope.com. But we've been joined all day, and they'll be back tomorrow, Christians Against Poverty. And with us right now is Simon Wills, Executive Director of Christians Against Poverty. And I'm so excited to partner with an organization that is doing the kind of work in the world that I think we so desperately need, particularly in these odd, strange, unprecedented times. And I'm wondering, Simon, with your time and experience with Christians Against Poverty, what are some of your favorite stories that you've heard or experienced? 
Wow, gosh, what a question. Um, so many that you could pick from. Um, I, one that comes to mind, and, and by the way, they always start off desperate. People can end up in such desperate situations, but our message and one of our catchphrases is always hope because with God, there's always hope. And I remember us coming across one lady around the world and um, she was in, in crisis debt. She'd managed to slip into that. And because of the pressure of creditors, she, uh, yeah, she was really struggling to both pay them and, and then put food on the table for her kids. She was a single mother, so many people in that situation. And, and it's really desperate. I feel almost sad sharing it she was chatting with a friend and saying how am I going to feed my kids with all this pressure and this debt and and her friend said to her she said you know what you should consider selling your body Mm. on the street Mm. and using that money to kind of get yourself out that and can you imagine the desperation you need to be in and what debt is doing to lives to drive people to those kind of you know those kind of options and so she you know I don't want to go too long on the story but she in desperation, not, not a lady of faith. She didn't know Jesus, but she cried out one morning and said, God, if you're real, would you give me a sign so I do not have to do this? Wow. And you know what the miracle is? Uh, that day, a local worker from Christians Against Poverty based in a local church had an appointment to come around and see her. This lady had no idea really what help she was going to get. And our worker walked into that home with the love of Jesus Christ. First thing she did, she noticed there's no food in there. She got food for those children and that family. She noticed there's no furniture because this woman was desperate. The church got around. They brought furniture around. And then cap kicked in and we stood up to those creditors. We dealt with them and gave her a manageable plan so she could get out of debt and not be in that desperate situation. And through all of that, she ended up in church. Her children were in Sunday school. And uh, yeah, even her friend, I think, ended up getting saved. And I just want you to think that's the wow. generational impact that we can have on families, that that's what people are considering. But by us getting involved, us doing something, and, and these are the options people are facing right now and maybe even more so. But that's what we can do as the Church of Jesus Christ, working with Christians against poverty. And I think we just got one story as well, one audio, I think, which kind of also reinforces this. I didn't have a good start in life. I was kicked out by my father at age 14 and was in debt by 17. I hadn't been taught how to budget. I didn't know anything about money. I was then involved in a car accident, which left me with PTSD. On top of that, my debt was giving me anxiety and obsessive thoughts. My family relationships broke down. I'd lost everything, including my happiness. It got to the point where I considered suicide. When my cap debt coach, Sarah, visited, it was like a huge weight off my shoulders. She took all my paperwork, including the threats to take me to court. I could finally breathe again. She even turned up at my door with groceries when I was struggling to afford to feed my daughter. My life was like a broken jigsaw, but with Cab's help, all the pieces were coming back together. We were a family again. I used to go to church, but I'd stopped. When everything was going wrong, I used to think, how can God be real? But things started to change when Sarah prayed for me. I heard John Kirby's story about how he came to faith and started Cap, which was amazing. When asked if I would like to become a Christian, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. We decided to start going to church. I asked my daughter if she wanted to go, too, and she said she'd love to go and see Jesus. She says, Jesus is my friend. Now I believe. I'm debt-free, and I've never felt happy like this before. Everything is bright and beautiful. 
you just heard there. What an amazing story again. Two stories, I hope, that um, demonstrate the difference that we can make as the local church and as supporters rising up and partnering together mm. to impact people's lives. And, and I just wanted to finish kind of our time together there and with that powerful kind of impact of the difference we can make. And it's our final plea to you today. If you've been listening all along that for $30 a month, you can put people like that through our debt help system, enabling a local church to reach them. $60 a month, two families, $100 a month, vision sponsors, and all of that match funded by people here in the US. Uh, so I thought I'd just give out the number one last time, if that's Absolutely. all right with you guys. And yes, please I do. even, just in case people didn't understand my UK accent, shall I do it in an American accent? Oh, try, oh, try. Right. The best. Right, so I'm going to go 888 <laughs> Far, far, far. Eight. That is not working, is it, guys? You do the number. I'll do the number. <laughs> Come on, guys. But Ian, Ian does it in a British accent. Oh, I like it. Go, go. The number is 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. Or you can just go to cap1160.com. That's C-A-P 1160.com. We know that in these strange, trying times, uh, some of us are really fearful and really panicked, but others of us, we have the capacity to give. We have the capacity to bring hope and life to people that are so desperately in need of it. And this is an organization that is doing it, partnering with the local church. We're so grateful for our partnership and friendship with Christians Against Poverty. They will join us again tomorrow. Simon, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, guys. It's been a privilege. Likewise, we're so grateful for you. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life.